0: Do you feel like God is your faithful rock, the one on which you can stand and trust that he offers you a sure foundation? Or do you feel like you're stepping into slimy, thick, disgusting mud? I don't know where you're at right now, but I just want to come to you with this word of hope from the word of God. My name is Lisa Pulliam. If you are listening or watching this for the first time, I am the founder of More to Be, and I'm your host of this uh, time in God's word where we are committed to studying God's Word together through the Encounter God Bible Study Series, particularly in 2020 as we study the names of God or whenever you are joining in with us. And we're in week 15. We are studying the name of God as the faithful one, the rock on which we stand. And so that's why I ask you that question. Is God the rock on which you stand or are you feeling like you're falling into deep mud I have two stories to share with you that makes me think of this. Uh, my my son was out with my uh, husband and the girls taking the dog for the walk, and they they came upon this creek in which the dog, of course, wants to splash into the creek, and so my son went down to the the creek line and, and barefoot and decided to step into it. And as soon as he got into it, his feet just went down like a good three or four inches into the mud and he he was stuck like he could just have been stuck right there for good uh and unfortunately he made a quick decision and all he needed to do was get one foot out and he could get back onto that rocky soil and he was fine right well it made me think about this time uh, just over a year ago when I first arrived at my friend's farm to exercise her horses and if you're not watching this and listening th- to this uh Air quotes here. Exercise horses after having not really ridden in a good twenty years, and we go out to the pasture. And it was a rainy, disgusting April, much like it is today—a rainy, disgusting April day. And uh, we we enter into this pasture, and we have to go to the other side of the pasture to get these horses. And my friend Shelly kind of goes around this really um, deep, muddy center part of the field. She was familiar with the field. She knew go swing right. Swing, swing wide and swing right. I follow my friend Michelle straight through the middle um, because, you know, that seems to make sense. From point A to point B, you take a straight path and Michelle makes it three quarters of the way through this muddy section. I make it right into the middle of this mud pit and my boots start to pull off of my feet And I am, I am like literally stuck and I cry out, Michelle, help me. And Michelle turns around and she goes to give me a hand. And as I grab her hand and she goes to pull me out, we both end up on our knees and butt in the muddy, stinky. And this is more than just mud, right? This is horse poop, uh, disgustingness. Uh, and laughing, 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 Shelly takes pictures of us. I was like, great, first time at this farm and I'm on my face. Lord, what do you want to teach me here? Lo and behold, a year later, I can tell you that what he wanted to do was teach me how to lean on him and grow through the muck and the myrrh in community together. And so I, I share both those examples with you because sometimes we are in the middle of life in which we step into the mud and the difficulty of it and realize right away this isn't going to work and we can just get ourselves out by ourselves like my son was able to just step out of it without any help. But there are other times that we are so far in and we can't get out by ourselves. Uh, And yes, we need to ask God for help and we need to pursue him and say, God, help me get out of this mess I stepped into unknowingly, without purpose, without intention. I didn't know that I was going to end up in this Lord, but we can't get out of it by ourselves. And we actually need to turn to those in proximity and say, help and be willing to risk that. And sometimes it's going to be like me in that mud, in that middle of the field, crying out and asking my friend, Michelle, to come help me. And other times we're going to be Michelle and have to be aware of those that we're doing life with and step into the mud with them and help them out. I mean, that is what we do when we're in community. And right now, as we're in the middle of COVID-19, uh, where our nation, our world is on shutdowns and lockdowns and quarantines and people are sick and people are, are dying, we need to understand that most of us at this point are feeling like we're in the mud and not on solid ground. Uh, I think the report that came out from the president was that uh, the calls to the hotlines for those struggling with mental health health issues and over just a general sense of overwhelmed anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation is up by if I read the number correctly, 891 percent. Like that is is a crazy large number, which means if you're not struggling right now, somebody around you is struggling. And standing firm on that solid rock that God is may not feel like something that can be done by yourself. And so I want to bring today's study of God's word before us by saying that there are times that we just don't believe God is who he says he is. And there are times that we get off course and we don't understand his faithfulness. But we in the body of Christ can stand in the gap for each other, encouraging one another, uh, bringing his hope to bear in our difficult situations, no matter what that looks like or how we got into it in the first place, right? So, so people right now who are in a financial pinch because they lost their jobs might be saying to themselves, I wish I had that six-month emergency fund. I wouldn't feel like that right, this right now. But it's too late to to live in the would have, should have, could have. We have to live in the right now. And where is God's hope in this? And where is the way forward in light of the challenges that we face? And so I think it's it's really interesting that we can look at God's word. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Deuteronomy thirty-two. And and let's see what God has to say. So, you know, we're coming to the end of this book of Deuteronomy, uh, where we are learning about his faithfulness. And here uh, we jump right into the first verse and may not have context. I'm just going to read the first verse. Pay attention, heavens, and I will speak. Listen, earth, to the words from my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain and my word Settle like dew, like a gentle rain on new grass and showers on tender plant, plant, plants. I find that so interesting. You know, it's it's raining outside. The grass is new. It's springtime here in the Northeast, and, and gentle rain is good for the grass, but hard rains is not so much, right? And so, who? But who is saying this? This is the song of Moses, and I'm going to flip with you to the end so you guys have context of this. Uh, verse forty four is the end of this song and it says Moses came with Joshua son of Nun and recited all the words of this song in the presence of the people after Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel he said to them take to heart all these words I'm giving as a warning to you today so that you may command your children to follow all the words of this law carefully for they are not meaningless words to you, but they are your life and by them you will live long in the land you are crossing to the Jordan the Jordan to possess. These words are our life. These words were to be passed down to us from generation to generation. So my my first question, my first challenge to you is where are you looking to for life? Are you looking to the word of God? Are you looking to the word of God fulfilled in the the deity in the personhood of Jesus Christ and in his resurrection work on the cross or are you looking to something else for life well when we look to something else or to someone else for life and that has been taken from us as has happened in this pandemic there is a natural propensity for sadness and and grief and sorrow that's loss right But we need to move through that grief and sorrow into repentance and say, Lord, I am sorry that I put my life into this, into this work, into this house, into this career, into this relationship, into this accomplishment, instead of into you and to what your word gives me. So flipping back verse three, for I will proclaim the Lord's name declares the greatness of our God, the rock. His work is perfect. All his ways are just. A faithful God without bias. He is righteous and true. That is our God. He is unchanging, right? We cannot change who God is, but he can change who we are. And he takes us because he is unbiased. He doesn't look at what we have done and say, you're discounted. He doesn't look at what we're trying to do and say, nope, that's not good enough. He says, come to me, my children, come to me. In verse uh, 6, I'm skipping down here. Isn't he your father and creator? Didn't he make you and sustain you? In verse 8, when the Most High gave the nations their inheritance and divided the human race, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of his people. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his own inheritance. He made us for himself. He found us. It goes on in verse 10. And look, I almost wiped a feather off of my my Bible because I'd actually drawn a feather here. And out of the corner of my eye, it looked like there was something in my book. Uh, He says in verse 11, he watches over his nest like an eagle and hovers over his young. He spreads his wings, catches him, and carries him on feathers. That is who the Lord is to you, my friend. He watches over you. He hovers over you. He spreads his wings over you. He catches you and he carries you. And here, what what has become the problem? Well, verse 15, they became fat and rebelled They were bloated and gorged. He abandoned the God who made him and scorned the rock of his salvation. They provoked, this is the Israelites, they provoked his jealousy with different gods. They enraged him with detestable practices. They sacrificed to demons, not God, to the gods they had not known, new gods that had just arrived, which your fathers did not fear. You ignored the rock who gave you birth and you forgot the God gave birth to you verse 20 they are a perverse generation unfaithful children they have provoked my jealousy with what is not a god they have enraged me with their worthless idols so i will provoke their jealousy with what is not a people i will enrage them with a foolish nation it goes on and on and on and i i could take time to read all these verses the point is this Is God our God alone? Verse 39 says, See now that I alone am He. There is no God but me. Will you say that there is no God but God? That He alone is your hope and your sure salvation, the only rock upon which you can stand. Will you remain faithful to your faithful God, even in this trying time? Whether you feel like your feet are just inched into the mud and you can quickly get out of it by yourself or you are deep in and you need to outstretch a hand and say, God, help me and provide somebody to help me out of this mud. No matter where you find yourself today, will you say, God, you are my God. Forgive me for the idols that I have made for the ways I have not worshipped you alone, that I have stood on something else as my rock in a false way. God, I want you to be my faithful God. I want to stand with you, under you, covered by by your care for me, covered by your feathers, God, would you cover me uh, as I move forward in these uncertain times? I hope and pray that this word is of comfort to you, that as it says here, take to heart all these words I'm giving as a warning to you today, so you may command your children to follow all the words of this law carefully, for they are not meaningless words to you, but they are your life and by them you will live long in the land you are crossing to the Jordan to possess." We're crossing over, friends. We are crossing from the life before COVID to the life after. I don't know how long this journey will last. If you are watching this at a later time in, in, in life, you're gonna have a perspective that we don't have right now. But as we're crossing into the new land that God has for us on the other side of this trial, I pray that together we will be looking back upon the faithfulness of God and His provisions for us, and how He transformed us and sanctified us through this journey. I'm so grateful that you are listening to me in this teaching today. I pray that it is from God's uh, mouth and heart through through me to you, and that you will continue to experience a fresh encounter with God in His Word as we study it together. You can find the Encounter God Bible Study at moretobe.com. And you can get free access to the Encounter God Bible study by joining the More to Be Sisterhood, where you will get so many other resources and we'll continue to equip you to live this life, uh, the life steeped in the Word of God, standing on Him, your firm foundation.